a combination of both technology, attunement to customers, and treating us as a customer segment of one is now what's possible. And so those that are doing it are the ones that are winning. In 2021, you think that just about everything has been digitized at this point, right? Wrong. In the world of banking, there are still local banks, credit unions, and other financial institutions that have been slow to hop on the digital bandwagon. NCR is here to help not just them, but their customers as well by providing all the technology necessary to make banking, digital payment, and other transactions possible on mobile, online, or anywhere you want it. But that's not all. As with everything from e-commerce to marketing, banking is about to get more personalized thanks to data and automation. On this episode of Up Next in Commerce, Doug Brown, the president of NCR Digital Banking, explains it all and paints a picture of what banking will look like for the average customer, as well as businesses big and small. He also talks about how solutions can and should be implemented regardless of the business you're in and who you should be asking to get a handle on what consumers actually want. Plus, he dives into where and how crypto will evolve next. Enjoy this episode. Really quick, I want to say thank you, thank you to our awesome sponsor, Salesforce Commerce Cloud. And I'm going to allow them to give you the inside scoop into some of the findings from their most recent State of Commerce report. Hi, this is John from Salesforce. Did you know that companies of all sizes and industries power their digital customer journeys with Commerce Cloud? Salesforce Commerce Cloud delivers B2B and B2C commerce, as well as order management around the globe. And with Commerce Cloud, you can engage with your customers anywhere and personalize interactions everywhere. Scale and innovate with ease and drive some serious growth for your business. And speaking of innovation, we recently surveyed nearly 1,400 commerce leaders and analyzed the consumer shopping and business buying behavior of more than 1 billion customers worldwide. And we uncovered emerging trends that will influence how companies can be successful and stay ahead in this ever-evolving landscape. To check out the trends we discovered, go to sfdc.co slash commerce insights. That's sfdc.co slash commerce insights, one word. Before we dive into this episode, I was hoping you could please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It helps spread the word about the show, and I would really love it. So please, let me know how I'm doing, and give me a rating, give me a review. Let us know. All right, enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Up Next in Commerce. I'm your host, Stephanie Postles, CEO at Mission.org. Today on the show, we have Doug Brown, who currently serves as the president of NCR Digital Banking. Doug, welcome. Thank you, Stephanie. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. So from a very high level, I'd love to hear what is NCR Digital Banking? We've had on NCR in the past, but I would love it from your words to tell me a bit more about the digital banking aspect of it. Sure. We at NCR are all about providing digital banking to community banks and credit unions. And what that is, is of course, everyday consumers understand that as being able to use your mobile phone for your banking, your check deposit, money transfers, and those types of activities. But we also have a broader uh, set of capabilities where we're helping banks and credit unions to digitize everything they do with their, their customers. So uh, we'll talk today about how that's changing and how we're helping them drive that change to address customer needs better. What got you interested in working in the digital banking realm? Like, what is your background? Uh, well, I've been in the uh, technology space for a while, and I just really like doing something that has a meaningful uh, impact on people's lives. Uh, we happen to be doing it at scale here. We have over 25 million users of our products today across the U.S. So I really like doing something that uh, helps people, helps drive change, and brings value to our clients, like the banks and credit unions. I love it. So would you be able to highlight, you know, what does it look like 
being a small bank, being a credit union. I mean, you're talking about digital transformation. And I think from a consumer aspect, I'm like, it seems like things are moving quick, but maybe on the other side, it feels slow. So I'd love to kind of have you highlight the landscape of, you know, what is it like being a bank right now? And what are they struggling with? And what are they trying to change? Great question, Stephanie. Banks have been uh, trying to transform themselves to be more digitally savvy, digitally connected to their customers. So the things were underway, uh, I'll talk about pre-pandemic, to transform the business, convert technology things uh, in the back end, like you're describing. Uh, and those are fairly involved in complicated areas because they involve security and data and privacy. So it's not something you do cavalier style. So helping drive those changes with the banks was underway. And then this event happened that we all know as the pandemic or COVID. And the force of change of operations of these banks really accelerated the need for the digital agenda. They needed a way to serve customers when things like the branches were closed down or call centers were so backed up with inbound calls because people were just in a basic state of panic about the state of the economy and their finances. They needed to really accelerate the ways they could address and service everybody. So we've been very busy now helping them do just that, how you can help successfully uh, leverage the technology to bring a great uh, rewarding experience to the customers and uh, meet their needs uh, and reposition. So COVID has been an accelerant to all this digital transformation agenda that we've been helping to drive with our community banks and credit unions. Yeah, I'm sure. I can only imagine though how many, you know, like unique platforms and technologies and all that you have to deal with. I'm even thinking about some of the banks from my hometown in Salisbury and just like how outdated things were. I mean, I, I remember a couple of times calling and being like, I need this. And I'm like, you have to come in for that. Like, we can't do it here. There is no app. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how custom does it have to be when you're going and you're, you know, striking up these partnerships and trying to help them? It seems like it would all just be all over the place. Well, that's where, uh, you know, a lot of the technology now has uh, enabled a whole new set of capabilities. And no matter what size the bank is, they shouldn't force you to do things like come into the branch to do a lot of the activity. So developments around things like cloud is a major one that's allowed for a flexible infrastructure for any size institution. And something we're driving very much at NCR. So that whether it's the hometown bank you're referring to or a credit union, they should have the same set of capabilities in our view as the trillionaires, the Bank of America's and the Chase, and they should be able to service this. So that's that's happening now. And that's been an enablement feature to help them uh, jumpstart these activities. And the net result for you is that A, things are faster, more efficient, and you have choice. If you still want to go into the branch, we should we want to allow you to do that if that's how you prefer to do it, but we shouldn't force you to. So this is about a customer choice uh, capability set and allows you to, maybe you want to use an automated machine like an ATM or an interactive teller, or maybe you want to do it on your mobile phone. Maybe you'd like to do it in branch or talking to someone live like an advisor. I think varying people have varying needs around all this. So our, our value proposition forward and what we're helping the industry do is to afford that choice in a, an effective, secure, and cost-efficient manner. Great. So earlier you mentioned cloud, and I would love to dive a bit into that. I know you had a recent partnership with Google Cloud, and I want to kind of hear what your you know partnership is and what the vision looks like for that. Yeah. So Google is one of our cloud partners, and it's great. We're using them to deliver these services I just described to you. So helping transform this legacy infrastructure and capability into uh, a modernized experience. But in addition, Google is also a great partner because they're such a uh, uh, experts in data and data management. So we actually, our go-to-market partnership revolves around new products and capabilities that allow the banks and credit unions to know the customer better so they can give you a Netflix-like experience of recommendation. Uh, so the Google partnership is really powerful enablement for us where we can at mass scale 
provide capabilities around all that and really make it simple. Take away all that complexity that you and I don't like to deal with as a consumer when it comes to banking. Simplify it, digitize it, make it make it Amazon or Uber-like is what's happening. And, and Google is a great enabler in our partnership with them to go about doing all of that. So paint the picture a bit more about like, what is that going to look like from a consumer perspective? You're saying like the Netflix or be the Uber and all that, like, what would that look like? I mean, today, if you want to bank, you're going to a thousand different tabs on your website, you're comparing things. Maybe there's a comparison table somewhere that someone put together of all the features and benefits, but what would it look like now? So it's really made, we describe it as simple made possible. So rather than come present you with complicated tables and a whole smattering of things, like what does Stephanie really need or want? Mm -hmm. And let's talk about a topic like you might want to improve your financial wellness and security. You want to understand like how to improve your credit score. But we're going to know that from our interaction with you as the customer, because we're reading data, looking at what you're doing when you're in digital banking. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to help present to you, Stephanie, did you know you could improve by, you know, taking out this new loan to cut down the rate, improve the, and the point value will be on your credit score. So very much helping guide and coach people around a theme like wellness. And the way we do that is being able to know you through reading the data you trust the bank and credit union to have. Then I can render back to you, just like Netflix recommends the movie you and I like, I'm going to recommend to you, here's how you're going to go about doing that. So I give you actionable advice. It helps you achieve your goal and improve things. And it all revolves around the fact that the banks and credit unions know us individually and know what's important to us. Mm-hmm. So eliminate all the noise, present me what's relevant and a nice, beautiful digital interface. And that's what uh, most consumers are looking for. Yep. Yeah. The world is definitely changing and people want quick and easy. And of course, you should know everything about me right now. Just present my options to me what I actually want to look at. It seems like you guys obviously have a lot of access to data, data insights, trends with all of that. What are some of the newer trends you see popping up around banking or what consumers want other than, you know, they want it to be personalized and custom and easy. Mm -hmm. What other things are you seeing that are maybe a bit surprising? Well, it's just, uh, we've seen just amazing uptick and interest in things around new um, capabilities around payments and money movement. Mm -hmm. So people today, you know, historically, if you wanted to pay, you owed somebody a bill, you would write the check, put it in the mail, send it off to the biller. They, of course, have now started to use online banking to make those electronic payments possible. But even those payments had a time lag with them in the current state of how things run today. People want to send that money right away so that the cable bill doesn't get cut off. So you never lose access to your phone, right, that we all live on. And so they want faster money movement that gets sent from the bank to the billers. So there's some geeky backend stuff that we deal with at NCR to handle all that. And at the end of the day, you just want to be able to, I want to make a payment. I want to make it right now. And I want it to post to my accounts as examples. So people are very interested in immediate money movement or real-time payments, that's called. Mm-hmm. And in addition, they, have, they want to be able to send money to anybody, especially to coming back to the pandemic experience where people had the need to share money with individuals, friends, and family. So they wanted the ability to send money to people. And again, too, that was the design needed was real time. I need to send it right now. And so uh, there's a lot of interest from customers and consumers around how can I send payments with less friction, faster, lower cost, and um, in a very timely manner is what I'm after. So a lot of interest customers around those type of capabilities. And then give me some value and reward for things. So when I'm using it, when I'm loyal to the bank and the credit union, please Give me the rewards, but also make sure it's the rewards that I care about. Like I might be a Starbucks snob and not want to hear about Dunkin' Donuts offers or vice versa. So when you're giving me the rewards, please tie them to the people and brands I like 
And there's an expectation that the bank's credit unions deliver that back too. So those are examples where there's a, a high expectation, high bar from the consumers about what kind of experience is rendered and delivered. The other piece too is that uh, much like we have seen at NCR with, with our restaurant business or retail business, there's this people want the ability to, I want to schedule things in advance before I get to the bank and have it arranged so that either the banker is ready to greet me and know what I'm there for, or can even provide me what I needed very quickly, like a pickup type of model. So I'm there to get foreign currency because I'm going on a trip, have that currency pickup ready before I get there. I don't have to deal with waiting. And that gets initiated from digital banking to make the request. The branch is ready. Stephanie shows up. I'll even go to the curb and hand you the currency uh, when you arrive. So being able to detect and register all that is uh, types of things that customers now come to expect in the model today for banking and credit unions. Yep, yep. I mean, when I'm thinking even about going back to like the rewards piece, I mean, right now, banks and credit cards, you go on there, at least for me, it feels so overwhelming. And it's interesting that we're still kind of in that place with a lot of financial institutions that they just show all these options. And I'm just like, okay, just give me cash back because I don't know, that's a hundred things. I don't need a hotel. I don't need an airplane. I don't want to buy a computer through here and get like the same one for one, you know, ratio. I would just buy one on my own. And it's interesting to see Mm -hmm. that they haven't really adopted the same e-commerce type of setup, you know, ease of use, personalized where everyone else is headed in that direction, maybe a few years ago. Like what is, what do you think's been the reason for like lagging behind of seeing like, this is what consumers need. And maybe the rewards programs weren't working as well as maybe they thought they should have. I think it just comes down to focus. You really got to get into what customer expect. And then uh, again, make it, I don't want to see the relevant pieces. So tied to either maybe the brands I already have existing relationship with an affinity for, or ones I'd be likely to do. I don't want to see everything possible. That's not really not topically there. Um, some of it has been technology driven. As I mentioned, cloud is a big enabler where data can be processed faster and instantly rendered uh, and other things that have happened on a technology stack level that allows for the ability to, I can connect to, if it's travel rewards, I can know which airlines or which hotels if it's travel that you like better and I can make it more topical. So I think a combination of both technology, attunement to customers and treating us as a customer segment of one is now what's possible. And so those that are doing it are the ones that are winning and those that are not, are not high on the Doug and Stephanie list. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And especially credit card companies, you have all my data. You know exactly what I buy or what I've never bought in my, you know, 10 years of credit card history before. So it does seem like there's a huge opportunity, like you're saying, to like implement the tech, personalize it and only show what's needed. Yeah. And there's so there's no excuse from the banking credit union side not to know who these customers are because we're helping them to leverage and weaponize that so that it can be used to to address the customer needs. Cool. All right. Real-time payments. I'm circling back to the three things that you're knocking out. But real-time payments, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, obviously, I'm like, "Hmm, crypto, like you know, really quick and fast. And I know there's still a bunch of like debate over if that's like long-term, we'll be able to use that. But what are you guys exploring to get that real-time payments that you're mentioning to be able to quickly pay your phone bill or each other? What are Mm y'all exploring over there? So uh, we're, uh, let's talk about that one first on the real-time payments theme. And that is we're helping the, the banks and credit unions connect directly through new payment rails. So again, something that consumers don't really care about. But there's things like a real-time payments initiative from the Federal Reserve. We're working with orchestrated bodies that connect all banks. So the entire banking system connects to enable this. Mm-hmm. Something we do to enable our banks and credit unions that you would never have to know as a consumer. All you know is that, hey, my bank allows me to pay in milliseconds to the biller or person I want to transfer money to. 
Then we're also working with uh, large network capabilities. There's an application called Zelle you might be familiar with. And Zelle allows you to instantly send money from your bank account to someone else's bank account. And so again, the money's moving instantly. All you have to have is the phone number or email of the person you want to send it to. So we take away all that, that pain of what's the routing number, what's an account number, most things that people don't even know anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and just make it into an intuitive user experience side. All those applications are helping you, the consumer, or a small business move money faster and pay or get paid faster. When you talk about new, new things on the horizon, like crypto, so this is one where there's a lot of consumer interest and intrigue on the topic. And as people are starting to uh, want to invest in crypto or use crypto even for payments as merchants start to accept it, um, a lot of consumers, it's going more mainstream. And so for now, the banks and credit unions, if they can provide it to you, the consumer, you're going to trust the experience more. It's less hassle. You don't have to go register for a third-party thing. So if we can make it easier to use and access, which is what the consumers are now driving for across the U.S., um, this is where banks and credit unions come in to offer a capability that, you know, in addition to my checking account and my savings account, I'd like to have my crypto account because I think it's going to be a good uh, investment vehicle or practicality of using it. So having it all in one stop, a one-stop shop makes it infinitely more convenient for the consumer. And it's something that we're driving at NCR to integrate that capability and now offer out to banks and credit unions uh, so that they can extend it out as it becomes more mainstream. Do you see the banks and credit unions open to implementing that? Because a lot of times I see older institutions seeing something new and then being like, and I'm going to apply all my extra layers on top of it so that it is safer. And it kind of actually ends up taking away the idea from the start, whether it's decentralized, whether there's no limits. I mean, with a lot of different quick payment things, it's like, okay, you can you can always pay up to $5,000 or like, here's the limit of what you can do. So like, do you sure. see them being open to, to implementing that? They, they are quite open to it. And it, the reason is, is that they've got to transform themselves as a business, let alone the technology, in order to be relevant to consumers. And they do understand that. So that's pretty well uh, understood by the, the 650 credit unions and banks we work with today uh, across their, uh, their, their C-level suite. And uh, as we do that, though, it does have to be paired with it's got to be safe and secure. So we don't want to get into something where we open it up prematurely and didn't understand a risk. So mm-hmm. it is very much about introducing it where we're taking into account the security, the availability, the privacy and the like as it goes. And uh, the banks do have a big uh, receptivity to the concept of crypto like you're asking about. Yeah, that, that's good. It's definitely an area that I think is going to impact a lot as long as it doesn't get smothered in its original <laughs> idea and can stay decentralized. Right. But there is a reality too that despite the fast moving nature of all these things that despite the power and how people's interest, it does take some time to phase in some of these new things. If we just look, go back a bit, take Apple Pay. It took mm-hmm. Apple Pay quite some time to reach a meaningful level of acceptance and use because these some of these things have a complicated ecosystem that's around them. There's multiple parties involved. There's been you know now recent acceleration and we can use our phones to pay in a lot more places, whether that's restaurants, retail, or ATM machines to get the cash. Um, that's happening, but it's taken quite a while to reach you know, more critical mass. And so yeah. crypto still is a lot of interesting things will be happening, but it won't happen tomorrow. And I think uh, we just want to, we want to be on the forefront with our banks and credit unions to drive and enable this chain and make it available uh, when people are ready to use it. There's a stereotype of the average American worker whose life goes something like this. Go to work, come home, consume some kind of entertainment, go to sleep, lather, rinse, repeat. If you're listening to this ad, then I know that that life does not resonate with you. 
For the truly disruptive business leader, work doesn't stay at the office, and unwinding doesn't mean watching TV at night every single night. This is why we've created Mission Daily, a podcast that discusses the trends, habits, and ideas that thoughtful business people are contemplating every day. From quirky business opportunities to interesting investment ideas to the latest research in health and exercise and alternative medicine and maybe even plant medicine. Who knows where we're going to go, but Mission Daily covers it all. We're releasing new episodes every weekday. So join me, Stephanie Postles, and my co-host, Albert Chow, as we discuss the subjects, thoughts, and trends that business leaders think about but don't talk about publicly, that is. Break the status quo. Tune into Mission Daily wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you there. I oftentimes think it's the like the front end interface is what kind of like nails it. You know, someone comes out with a way to interact with something and they don't really know what's going on behind the scenes per se, but they have an easy way of doing it. And I think about Apple Pay and Venmo, like the second they had an easy way to just hit like, yep, there's my friend pay. Oh, scan their QR code or whatever it is. Here's their phone number. I can easily do it. Just scan my phone. They don't really know what's going on behind the scenes and it doesn't matter because they know it's working. And I think that's a missing piece maybe right now with crypto is people, you know, not understanding what a wallet is and where they have to send it to and, you know, where their money or their crypto is even being stored at and how to actually use it and how quickly it'll go through. And, you know, will it drop in price or increase in price within that very small amount of time that's being transferred? There's still a lot of things that people are trying to figure out. And the front end part is also not the most user friendly, I would say. I mean, you're spot on that the the front end piece is what attracts us in and when you and I want to use. So that mm-hmm. has to be there, no question. That's like table stakes, I'll describe it. And just there's a lot of incremental innovation and advancements that happen that make it better in the journey as it goes. So for example, if we just riff on the Apple Pay example, mm-hmm. Apple Pay was cool, but then when we had to like physically type in our cards and that card information. So yeah. when they introduced the ability to you know, use the camera, take the picture of the card as example, then it's like, okay, that's that's less friction. And even better, if I don't have to do that with my bank, they know mm-hmm. me, they know my cards, I'll give them the phone access. And by virtue of that, we now we now enable auto provisioning so that you can provision your cards into the Apple Pay wallet and then it becomes a no-brainer. So yep, yep the user experience is key. And then there's incremental innovation that happens, you know, that really makes it more flawless, more seamless, and more applicable for everybody. And then that moves it into the mainstream adoption curve. Yeah, but I love that example because so many companies, I think, haven't really figured out that one little thing. Like, what is preventing people? I didn't use Apple Pay forever. And same thing with like Venmo in the beginning. I didn't use it because it's like, okay, you got to have this balance. Where do I get the balance from? Like, why do I have to keep it there? Do I just keep transferring it back and forth? And then it's like, oh, no, you can just link it to anything and it'll be automatic. And you don't have to worry about an actual balance in your account anymore. And that to me was like the instant, okay, now it's easy. Now I don't have to worry about transferring money around or trying to make sure I have money before sending it. It just pulls it automatically. Who mm-hmm. knew? But it's interesting <laughs> how many companies miss those you know, little moments that can change the course and, and of the consumer. That's why I think for both us at NCR and our, our customer clients like the banks and credit unions, we're going to keep chipping at that friction that's present and mm-hmm. just make it so it's so easy, so obvious is, is our model and mantra to it. And it's, again, it's a, uh, it's a constant challenge that you're, you're going to keep uh, there's a new bar that gets established. And that's where when you look at just, it's not just what banks and credit unions are doing. It's what are you, you and I doing in our everyday lives? What's setting the bar, the standard around experience? And I called out like Amazon and Netflix as examples. So look at those and how they're relevant to what we're doing. And that's where the bar really is for you know what a consumer demands. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're striving towards. It should be the best of best, no matter what the application happens to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Are you guys working outside the U.S. as well? Because I'm thinking about, you know, so many areas that have such a high need for digital banking and, you know, maybe crypto not having to rely on their home currency. And there seems like there's a lot of need overseas. Are you guys exploring that? Or are you strictly U.S. right now? Well, you brought up one like crypto, for example. There's a lot of relevance mm-hmm. for crypto in a variety of different markets, uh, geographic markets. Some mm-hmm. of them are driven by um, needs for convenience of use with payments merchant, with uh, maybe it's a good, better investment than the fiat currency of those geographic regions they're in. You know, each one has a little bit of nuanced difference, but crypto overall still is being demonstrated as a very powerful mechanism that has a lot of use. For us, for example, like we like the concept of how can we make money transfer out of the U.S. easier for a U.S. resident and consumer. So I think some of the, these learnings that you're asking, how do we bring the information and knowledge back? Uh, we look at those things of like, well, let's help with cross-border payments. So mm-hmm. there's the one that's got more potential. And again, real-time, secure, ease of use and protect me as I'm using it would be an example. Yeah. I went to a Western Union the other day and uh, I thought I was in this. 80s. It was very confusing why some why I had to get money in that certain way. I was like, I don't know what time zone I'm in. Can someone just teleport me back to 2021? But it made me realize like how hard it is for people trying to send their money into the US and send it out. And I have family in Germany. And I was like, can you all just Venmo me or just send me some Bitcoin or whatever it is? Like that'll be way easier than whatever oh. just took place in the safe way, <laughs> which was <Then>. unenjoyable. <laughs> You understand the need, Stephanie, and the pain that a consumer experiences, right? And that's exactly mm-hmm. what we'll go tackle uh, yep. with our, our clients and partners. And you also brought up an example earlier of in your hometown bank example, too. I would say digital transformation and things we're doing also applies into the in-branch experience itself. And so it's transforming a branch. It's no longer big, heavy iron desk with a teller sitting behind. It's like, you want the banker out on the tablet talking mm-hmm. to you, maybe shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. And doing for you, like, these are the products that are relevant for you, Stephanie. I'm not going to give you the, the whole menu. Like, we know what you like, and we'll give you thematic things. So digitizing experience, too, when you do come to the a branch, for example, uh, is also set up in advance through scheduling, location identification. And a lot of that stuff, too, has got a thread across channels. So you might start and stop something, start on your phone or start in a conversation with Alexa at home. Mm-hmm. And then you want to fulfill and complete the mortgage application, doing that in person, for example. Uh, so all that is to say that we want to digitize experience everywhere you are and not just in these single transaction instances. And we want to give you choice. We don't want to make you go to a Western Union office if you don't have to, and you probably don't want Please to don't. based on what you described. But <laughs> yeah, if, we help a bank, if we help a bank credit you and transform itself, and it's like as cool as an Apple store, you're like, yeah. oh, you know what? It is actually fun to go there and it's good and it's cool and it's interesting and that's worth it to me. But yeah. I don't want to force you to go there. Digital yeah. transformation is about this choice, choice capability for all consumer. I think what's so interesting around banking and finance is that right now there's such a big opportunity to look at other industries too, because what banking is having issues with right now or finance or any of that some industries maybe have already kind of solved it. Like you're talking about coming in with tablets. Like I'm thinking, okay, airlines, self-check-in, something like that. Someone still comes over, they can help you. You've got grocery stores that are doing self-checkout now and people are still there to be able to step in and help and guide you through the experience. And there's probably so many examples that you can look at in very different industries to be able to solve similar problems within banking and finance. Yeah, absolutely. Like one that's a shared example I can bring up is... uh we've introduced the concept of lockers in a bank. And so the concept like with an Amazon locker, you make your order and it's made available, you go pick it up on your time. 
we've introduced for banks and credit unions the capability. Yes, there's something you have to physically pick up. Again, it might be cash or coin. Maybe you're a food truck business and you have to have cash and coin for your business. Well, you're probably really busy during the day, during standard hours. We've introduced the concept of like, well, order up that cash or coin. It's going to be mm-hmm. sitting in a secure locker when you get there. You'll use wow. your phone to access it, grab it. Good. And then you can do that in off hours and you can focus on what you want to focus on, which is you know customer service at your food truck mm-hmm. and not have to deal with accommodating a, a bank's hours for an exchange of something physical. We're yeah. digitizing everything we can, but it's still much like the airline business you mentioned or healthcare or even physical grocery shopping. There's still a physical element that will get exchanged, we think. So you've got to be able to do both. Let's digitize the physical experience and make the digital experience just awesome, wicked cool, and make you want to come use it. No question. Yeah, I love that. I mean, how do you narrow down what you think a customer might want? Because when I think about you know, all these industries doing cool stuff, it'd be easy to just fall into the trap of, okay, I'm going to try all 500 of these things that, you know, all these different startups are trying and doing and customers are liking because some things are here for a very short moment. People Mm -hmm. love them. They're a fad. Kind of reminds me of like Clubhouse, like people are on it, loving it. And then it's like, everyone's off now. So how do you identify which ones you think will actually stick within your industry? Well, there's three ways we go about that. One is we test and test and test. And so we do a lot of like discovery with bringing in consumers and putting them into the lab environment and seeing what they do, what they like and what they sense and then interpret from that, what's the what's a trend line underneath it? It's not just that splash in the pan moment. What is it you were hearing and seeing from them? Two, we do look to see what's a, a longer term trend or phenom that is applicable so that we're not just whipsaw reacting every time. Uh, and uh, so we have a, you know, a discipline strategy to continue to reevaluate, retest what we're looking at. But we know fundamentally as one you, you and I were just talking about, real-time payments. We just know that people want payments mm-hmm. going faster, more secure and, and more less friction. So that's just thematically what we'll be looking into and seeing who can help solve problems like that. And then third areas too, we like to you know build on the, uh, the wisdom of, of the industry, the community and the larger ecosystem. So as you mentioned, maybe there's 500 FinTech ideas that people are all pursuing well, we like to stay in tune with what those are. We like to learn from the failures and you know, see what's what's having attraction and why, and then bring it back to how we'll apply on it, act on it. So it's a combination of just being aggressively informed, being ready to test and fail with a lot of different things, and then really put us through its paces so that we can uh, make sure it's uh, meaningful and can be uh, ready, for, ready for prime time when we get to it. Yeah, I could see there being fun like accelerator type of program within NCR to be able to figure out like, here's the biggest problems we have right now. Go, you know, you're going to get a grant for this. Here's the prize. I mean, you see all these other really large companies doing that. And I feel like finance is like needs that more than anyone right now and healthcare and many other places too, I guess, but still. And and we do, we very much, we're all about that as a technology company. So uh, Mm -hmm. within our innovation, we don't just trust with consumers. We hire hundreds and hundreds of college graduates and interns, and we put them into the and tell us like what is something of relevance to you? It's a problem, and uh, it's fascinating when you you think you're going to know the answer, but then when you hear what they say, we're off by a, a mile on this one. Uh, so, what does it mean? How do we translate it? So, I think uh, reinventing ourselves, transforming ourselves along the way, and infusing that into the knowledge uh, is, is also what helps us stay in tune with it. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think the best companies that do that are the ones that win. And oftentimes, I mean, you always hear of like the ideas coming from 
the intern or the early day engineer of just being like, hey, let me, you know, give you my one idea. And it turns into an entire like business unit. And, and this is too where we rely on technology partners. We talked about Google earlier, right? Mm-hmm. They're uh, both Google and Apple. And they'll they'll work with us as NCR because we have such reach and connectivity to a large number of banks and credit unions and consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, candidly, they, your hometown bank, they might not have enough pull to get a meeting with Apple or Google. On their behalf, I can be the enabler. I'll be the technology provider and then help that hometown bank compete and win and, uh, you know, keep the, the relationship they're trying to keep with you or your family uh, is yeah. what we're all about doing. And that's something we can do that they can't do individually. Yeah. I think when thinking about the relationships with like hometown banks, the technology is one piece, but I think a lot of the banks are going to have to figure out ways to kind of engage their community in different and new ways. Cause that's mm-hmm. something I see happening everywhere I've been is that these smaller banks don't know how to kind of build this community, do things in a different way, pull people in, give them a reason to want to come in and just, yeah, just build a community around that. Versus maybe in some towns, you see everyone supporting their hometown bank and other ones just don't get it. But I don't know fully, you know, what's the difference between the two yet? Like the ones who have figured it out and have a community rallying around their small town bank versus the ones that maybe don't know how to do that. Well, we we provide uh, to, to our clients then that ability where we're going to stay in tune with on the technology side and the capability set they know what's in their market. They know where the local brilliance and genius, which actually gives them the advantage over mm-hmm. new banks or the larger banks. So if we can help them, like they're not going to be able to run a user group in their hometown with a bunch of college kids, for example, where we mm-hmm. do that every day here. And um, as a result, we're the partner that provides that. So our story is really much about being a platform of innovation that we can enable clients like banks and credit unions to mm-hmm. stand on our shoulders, take advantage of it, and put the special sauce on that they'll know, mm. but rely on us for some of this other stuff. And we're uniquely positioned to help them do that. I want to touch a bit on security too. It feels mm. like such a big topic. You always see so many scary headlines right now around like, basically you've probably been hacked a thousand times and here's another big hack that's going on. I mean, I think I just saw five in the past week. How are you guys approaching this from the banking side? Like, what are you seeing behind the scenes? And do you see this as something that can get solved or are the hackers just too dang good? And we can't keep up. Well, it's um, something that you'll never declare a victory on. It's something that you're always in a constant battle with. We up our security standards at multiple levels of security to help protect everybody, individuals, the institutions, and and the value uh, that's behind it, like the money. And so it's something that uh, we're ever vigilant about. And again, just like the innovation game with the consumer side, the unfortunate hackers are very innovative and creative too. So it's a cat and mouse game at times to uh, stay ahead of them, knowing what's current. Now, fortunately, we have the advantage of a lot of uh, industry cooperation and collaboration where we can bring together both government sources, legal law sources, and then other technology where we can bring this together. We all have a shared interest in keeping the, the, the fundamental system sound and safe. And as a result, uh, we, we want to outsmart and outleverage those bad guys, but it's not something that's going to be... Uh, oh, tomorrow we're done. We don't have to worry about it anymore. It's just a constant vigilance that we'll all be on. And that's something we're committed to doing. Yeah. Well, it's good knowing, especially if you're like a smaller bank that you have this bigger company kind of taking care of at least a piece of that for you and kind of like watching over. So I'm sure that's comforting for many of them who work with you. So I want you to pull out your crystal ball now and tell me what you think the future of banking is going to look like in three to five years. Like, what is that going to look and feel like? 
Uh, it's actually going to be just more uh, ubiquitous and transparent and embedded in everything we do. So it'll be less of like, hey, it's time for me to do banking or bill pay. It's going to be more blended into everyday life you're doing. So it's at the point of shopping. We talked about the example of like, you know what, you want those rewards and benefits back instantly. So things will be more more integrated and seamless on the everyday experience. And um, it definitely will have a technology everywhere capability set so that you will be uh, able to do these things. Everything is maybe not even one touch, maybe it's one thought. You're just going to mm-hmm. think it's definitely it's going to happen. <laughs> and if I can get to that point of getting that much friction out of the environment, I can't say that's exactly in three years or five years, but just imagine that we're going to keep pushing the envelope of the convenience, seamless, mm-hmm. but having it with protection and reliability is uh, where it goes. And then we'll yeah. all be, you know, be jumping on the uh, space planes and the rockets and we'll be using it on the moon. So that's where we'll be yep. in three to five years. I'll be sending you crypto from the moon. You'll be on Mars, though, with Elon. And we'll just be doing commerce transactions through space. I'll send you a little, what, what are they called in space when you send something out? I don't know, but I'll send it to you that way, <laughs> whatever it is. You got to teleport There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not sending anything. I'm teleporting it. There you go. We'll I just, love it. That'll be the interface. Our brains will be the interface. I do actually think, you know, that could be closer than we think, especially after seeing the uh, Neuralink stuff with Elon was in the pig's brain and, you know, it could yeah. be closer than we think. I mean, and we, we mentioned too, just the pace of change that we're on the exponential part of curve where mm-hmm. compute, quantum computing, everything else, enablement, uh, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. So I think uh, we have the power. It's just mm-hmm. how much imagination that we have to harness it is how we look at it at NCR. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a good tagline. I'm use that in a quote card. All right, well, let's move over to the lightning round. The lightning round is brought to you by Salesforce Commerce Cloud. This is where I ask a question and you have a minute or less to answer. Are you ready? Okay. All right, first up, if you had a podcast, what would it be about and who would your first guest be? I would definitely bring Elon to the storyline to find out from him like the latest and greatest thinking as to how all the cool stuff he thinks about benefits uh, our, our lives and mainstream. So would love to bring a leader like that just to fuse together incredible forward-looking thinking with practicality to everyday life. So I'd vote for Elon. I love that. Me too. How do you stay on top of all the trends right now? Like what are you reading? What newsletters are you subscribed to or books? Anything to get your information? How are you doing that? Well, I love to say aggressively attuned to it through a variety of news sources and, and things. I love Business Insider, particular for me. Um, but really staying connected to conversation paths to leaders in the space, my peers. And uh, I think through that constant dialogue is what uh, keeps me informed and attuned. So it's a combination of headlines and below the headlines. Yeah, I love that. What is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for you? Well, I have to say my parents uh, probably are up there for the nicest thing done. Uh, and not just uh, not just the the basic logistics, but uh, just... Uh, providing a support and creative challenge, challenge everything that you're in, you know, think about it, understand it and appreciate it, but challenge. And so I guess I'll point to my parents. Go parents. Parents are great. When you want to get creative or inspiration, what kind of brands do you look to, to be able to get some ideas? Well, clearly the, the leaders always ins- continue to inspire me, you know, uh, Apple, Google, the Amazons are constant reinvention stories. Uh, mm-hmm. So love that. I love people who are like revolutionary in customer experience delivery. You know, some of the retailers like a Starbucks is uh, you know, a good example. So the classic leaders and then just, you know, being observant to local things too. There's some real incredible breakthroughs that go on locally. 
And as we started this, we talked about communities and community banks, credit unions. So be observant of what's happening locally. And you can see the breakthrough there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right. And then the last one, what one thing do you not understand today that you wish you did? I guess I wish I could understand why there isn't just more shared harmony and collective goodness for us all as to, uh, I, we mentioned some common challenges we all face. So maybe can we all just, uh, advance ourselves and think about our, our communal interests. So I'll put that one yep. down when I would look to. I like that. Love wins, everyone. Come on, get it together. <laughs> All right. Well, Doug, thank you so much for coming on the show and spreading your knowledge. Where can people find out more about you and NCR's digital banking? Uh, yeah, people come visit us at www.ncr.com or look me up on LinkedIn, Douglas Brown. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. listeners. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you for checking out another epic hour of business insights and inspiration on the Up Next in Commerce podcast. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in partnering with us to bring your brand to a growing audience of e-commerce experts, reach out to me at stephanie at mission.org to get the conversation started.